Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, wonderful human being. It is such a privilege and an honor to be with you again. This is episode 200 with the man, Tim Shields. This is part two. I hope that you have enjoyed part one. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. I'm so thrilled to uh, be at episode 200 with you guys. It's such a a privilege and an honor um, to be with you. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who have listened, who've left a review. Um, You've helped me reach number one in iTunes. Um, I've been contacted from people, our listeners all over the world, from your shares, from you talking about it, from all that stuff. So just all of my love Love and gratitude for you guys. I am so grateful. Um, in this episode, if you listen to, t- to part one, you know that we're going to dive deep. Um, we talk about um, art as a process because Tim's a writer, um, making peace with your soul ache, which I found a very interesting uh, conversation, um, loving God with all your heart. Um, so it's a really interesting and deep second part of the conversation. I think that you're going to enjoy it. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing that you can do is an act of kindness today, uh, pay it forward or do something, but even better, take the kindness challenge, which is three acts of kindness um, every day for a week, go out of your way to do it and don't tell anybody other than maybe saying, hey, I'm doing this kindness challenge. Uh, tag me in it. Let me know that you're doing it because I love to see um, how the podcast is working. So if I can get a hundred people doing it, that's great. There's a couple doing it. Um, I would love to see a lot more. Um, so just tag me in it and just put kindness challenge. Um, and I think that you'll have a beautiful experience if you do that. So please do that. Um, leaving a review is super helpful. I want to thank so much to Shelly. She wrote amazing host and relevant guests. I've been listening to this podcast for over a year and cannot express my gratitude to Matt and his guests enough. I've been challenged to open my mind to new concepts, integrate those concepts into practice and continue to seek opportunities to grow and expand. Matt's authentic, loving, positive nature is magnetic and his engagement and excitement with his guests make his passion clear. This is a must listen for any seeker on a spiritual path. So thank you so much for leaving that review. I am super grateful for you taking the time to leave those beautiful words. It inspires others to listen to the podcast because there's lots of great ones out there. And um, you can also support me on Patreon. Thank you so much, Kim Holmes, Terry Pinkett, and Liz Glasgow for going to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and chipping a buck in the bucket. Um, That really helps. It goes a really long way. So if you want to support the show financially, I'm open to that. Um, And just go over to Patreon. Um, The other things to keep in mind are to go to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list if you want some coaching. Uh, There's coaching, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And uh, that's about it. Um, Check out my my mentor, someone who's been teaching me for a while, David Lonebear Senapass. We're going to be going to the Parliament of World Religions in Toronto. Uh, He's a Native American elder of the Mi'kmaq and uh, really just incredible teacher. Um, I can't say enough really amazing things about him and I'm trying to support him. So we are looking for any kind of support um, out there because we do need help with the projects we're working on. So just hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com and... um, 
that's it. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening. It's a privilege and an honor to be with you. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing amazing. And before we get into the second part of episode 200, let's just come to a powerful state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath, setting the intention to come to peace and coherence now. Letting that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, and all the troubles of the day. Just letting them go. Taking another deep breath in through the nose. Holding that breath and just thinking about one thing that you're really grateful for. It could be your eyesight. It could be for friends you have, for having food. It could be for family. And just let that breath out slowly, just magnifying that feeling of gratitude and inner peace. Taking in one more deep breath in through the nose. Holding that breath and just doubling that feeling of gratitude. Just being grateful for the sun and being grateful for your home and just anything that you have. Maybe even just clothes, something basic for where you live, for family. Just magnify that feeling of gratitude and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries coming to total peace and presence. And now you can go about the rest of your day feeling whole, complete, harmonious, grateful, full of self-love, self-worth, contribution and connection. So here we go. Here's the second part with the incredible Tim Shields. Me into the full expression. And then the second one is kind of about the awakening that consciousness is actually the organizing principle of matter, not the other way around. Um, and, uh, and then the third one is like the journey of the calling or whatever, but, um, yeah. Man, well, you said so much there. You have to elaborate on all of those things. And one point, I just dropped three like super deep concepts and like, oh, well, there's, there's that. And let's, let's move on. Um, but I, I didn't even get to the fourth one, but you know, oh, you got to lead but, me well. You, you got to lead me to the what's well. The, what's the fourth one? Yeah, well, the fourth one. I didn't one, even know, man. This one. <laughs> yeah. The, the fourth one that I'm living in now is about uh, an initiation, the initiation. And it's being initiated in, into greater degrees of love. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was about this relationship kind of that I'm in and about loving relationship. But I'm, I'm really learning that it's about um, a deeper level of love with myself. And I realize that, you know, to be with this person, I have to love myself in... in new ways and deeper ways than I, I ever have before, because, you know, I realized she kind of told me this at one point, but you don't hear things, uh, until you're ready to hear them. But it was like, you know, I have, I guess I have this, I don't guess I I have a story where it's like, I was looking for evidence why this relationship wasn't going to work or like why really essentially to be completely honest, it was like looking for evidence why I'm not lovable, which is like, it sounds so ridiculous, but um, that because there's lots of evidence in the external world, right? I have tons of friends all over the world, you know, um, but it's, it's the inner love and which is what the first book is about. But now I'm experiencing it on a, on a completely different level. So it's just like life is just, when you're doing the inner work, it's just, a series of labyrinths. It's like, woohoo, I just got through this door. And then you're like, fuck, there's four more. There's four more doors. Which way am I supposed to go now? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, and so. I, I find that I find that at fractals too. 
you know, and that's where that, that humility comes in, you know, with people that I, that I've, you know, I like to seek the masters and, and see what they're at. And they have this level of humility because it's like, you look at what it is and you know that you don't know anything. You're like, Oh my God, this is way beyond oh, yeah. me. It's never going to end. And, and I have some control of this. I have some, um, influence, but definitely not the big part. You know what I mean? I, it's like no. you're this little tiny boat on like a huge, massive ocean. That's like a hundred thousand times the size of ours is like, you got no chance. But, but as you begin to go through these doorways, you are participating. And I think it's like this, um, you know, like I said, choose your own adventure. But I also think you can't yeah. make a wrong choice. I think that it's either living in default and knowing whether you're just like in this thing and people are telling you, or it's just like you have this voice, which is you saying, hey, man, remember that time you liked skateboarding? Remember that time you liked art? Remember that time you're really passionate about botany or some crap or, you know, or electronics or video or stuff that you enjoy? Remember that stuff? Well, hey, somebody convinced you along somewhere that you're not good enough and that you can't have fun here. That's not true. You can have fun on this. You can yeah. figure out, you could work at a coffee shop. You could work, no, you could work the worst job that you could possibly imagine for like four hours a day that pays the bills and do the thing you how love about, most the rest bleeding? of the day. Yeah. Huh? And then you'd be more stoked. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think I want to add one more thing, but I, I would think that like when you move into the, like the passion and what you enjoy, um, that's like your yeah. highest service. That's you clicking into the bigger picture, right? If you're not doing the thing, like if you enjoy yeah. it, that's your fit. You're supposed to enjoy it. It's kind of like, you know, every element of the forest is doing its thing. You know what I mean? The bees are doing their thing. The leaves are flowers. Everything is kind of serving a purpose and they're being themselves. And I kind of think that's how the universe works. And you're like the main character in your avatar. You know, you're the main driver. So you're yeah. like, you're just finding contrast in things that you like. So you're like, oh, I tried this. I didn't really like it, but I learned that I love this. I thought I liked scuba diving, but in fact, I love surfing. But you're on the water and you started with water. I know I like water right? And it begins to refine. And yeah. then all of a sudden, after you surf and you do these things or you do art or whatever, 10 years later, 15 years later, you're educating like a bunch of kids or something and you're changing their lives, teaching them about life through this element that you enjoyed or for, in your example, teaching people about life through uh, exploration of story. But you're lit up mm -hmm. story. So when you eat it and you die and you're like, the mirror comes up and you're like, okay, man, good job. Like you you, you didn't act out of fear. You act out of like passion and love and service. And it's a little bit more of an empowering space to be in. Yeah. I mean, I would, I think it's safe to say that when I finally, I don't know if it was so much as I stepped into it or maybe I was ready to step into it, or maybe I just had to wait for the conditions to align to allow me to step into my calling as a writer. I mean, I've been working on it as a craft since, since I was 17 years old, but once I stepped into it, things started to unfold in a very sort of magical and mystical way. And, and I will say about the, the mystical thing, you know, I, I, <clears throat> when I was going to these meditation workshops, I would hear about people having these incredible internal mystical experiences. In the beginning, I was beating myself up because I was like, this is bullshit. What am I doing wrong? You know, like, I don't get this, you know? And then I realized at some point, like, I don't need to have those internal experiences. I need to do the work, but I don't need to have those external experiences because actually mystical experiences happen in my external world, the way things link up and the way people show up at the right time. And, um, and I think that is just increasing your awareness because when you, 
increase your awareness, you're obviously going to see you're not you're not living so myopically or something. And, you know, there are little things in your peripheral like, oh, wow, if I wasn't of this state of mind or of this elevated state of consciousness in this moment, I might not have noticed this little thing in my peripheral, which guided me to all these other things. There was something that you said um, earlier in that, and I was I was having a conversation with uh, my girlfriend about this. She has a very different path than I do. I've kind of been sort of the gallivanting bachelor, like traveling the world and doing this thing. And she was in a marriage for a very long time. But, you know, we you come to these forks in the road, right? And you can choose left or right. And it's a whole, there are two different experiences. But I, I don't think you can necessarily make a wrong choice because they're actually all leading back to the same lesson that you need to learn. It's just a, a different variety of experiences, uh, external experiences and interactions that's leading you to this internal lesson that you need to, to, to learn. So I'm trying to live in that, I'm trying to live in that uh, awareness, but easier said than done, right? Totally. And, and I 100% agree. Yeah, you can't you can't make a wrong choice. I think that um, it's an understanding of like living in default or living on purpose and then starting to realize, um, you know, sometimes people will call it an awakening or an insight or like a perspective. And then as you kind of get to the other side and you start living more on purpose, it might take a year. It's a, it's a process. It's like before oh, yeah. enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. You're doing the same thing. Exactly. It's just a little bit different. Same, same, but different. Mm -hmm. um, and, exactly. I, <laughs> and I like how you talked about, um, you know, the, the magic of, um, well, I'm just kind of framing it this way, but like magic of reality as it is. Like that is the mystical experience, literally just paying attention to anything that is actually happening. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you pay attention and you think about it, it's so incredibly magical. And, uh, you know, I like to kind of, you know, give the idea like this is the state of consciousness that you've been looking for just literally paying yeah. attention to what is going on in zen when you're like they're like what's enlightenment and he just whacks you with something you know to to just say hey it's like here and now but then the mind kicks yeah. in and then all of this stuff happens and i think that in the culture today we are a little bit lost in the mystical experiences like i was looking and trying to do like I did like everything from like from a teen I'm do, you know I was meditating for martial arts as a kid but I was like okay lucid dreaming astral projection uh, law of attraction consciousness uh, just anything to leave my body to go to a different state maybe maybe some mushrooms here or there something like yeah, that yeah, I've done, I mean yeah. that was me yeah yeah totally mushrooms ayahuasca all of that stuff you know what I mean exactly, I like yeah. to explore um, and I think that from doing all that, I have had mystical, unexplainable experiences, but I do think culturally people are like seeking that carrot at the end of the stick and they're missing yeah. the higher point that if, and when an experience like that happens and one just happened to my friend and it's, it's all good. It's not about that. Like, let that go. Like you said, yeah. let it go. Like, that's not even the point. The point is when you start doing the work, it's like, let's say we're all out of shape and we have beer bellies. And then someone's like, oh, like I got a six pack. It's like, yeah, I went to the gym like every day and did the work for a long time. Then all of a sudden I had this experience. But then when I had the experience, I realized that that wasn't even the point. It was a byproduct of just bringing me back into this magic. It's like, you came here to get this. This is extraordinary. You can think, feel, taste, touch, explore, make mistakes, choices, yeah. grow, create as 
friggin' magical. Um, and what we're trying to do is like leave this place because it's hard and it's depressing and it's challenging and, and it's hurtful. And you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. it's you, you like a lot of, we got depression, suicide, it's, it's hard. So how do we connect with this higher power and this higher thing? So um, I just think that that's a good point to, I wrote an article called the pineal gland distraction, you know, and, and all these leaders I've, I've yeah. seen them out. I have them on the podcast is that I don't think that really many people that I, I can't, I, I don't know anyone personally. And people be like, Oh, this person can do it. That, that person can do it. I don't know anybody that can just like leave their body and, and ask for project and go around a different realm and just navigate this other existence. But even if they could, what the hell's the point? You can wake up and look at a five-year-old kid in the awe and mystery of existence, that's great, but we're meant to be here now. We go there after. That's an after thing. You know, Yogananda didn't sit in that realm the yeah. whole time with like Baba G. It's like a blink. And it's like, oh my God, this is so far beyond. This is also what I'm a part of. And this is extraordinary and it's incredible, yeah. but it's not like, don't think that you're any less or that you're not spiritual or you're not enlightened or, you know, or you don't know what's going on, right? The spiritual master is literally just paying attention and then getting distracted and helping someone. And then just like, oh, I got to, you know, I was really thinking about some nonsense there. Just come back to the present moment and, yeah. be, and be here now. So that's my rant. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just about to say, damn it. I, I had so many things to say, but um, I do remember two things now. One of them was like when I was younger. I, I, well, I've always been into things that take me inside myself. And, um, when I was younger, I used to think that, you know, I mean, mushrooms or drugs or, you know, going to a Grateful Dead show or something like that was like, you, I was seeking that transcendent experience to get outside of myself. But the truth is it's inside yourself and it's closing your eyes. I mean, our senses are what plug us into this 3d world. And I mean, you close your eyes and you let yourself go and, and go deep within. And I mean, the answers are, the answers I think come in two ways, either a clap of thunder or a whisper. But um, I'd rather come in a whisper. I'd rather get real quiet and come in a whisper than a clap of thunder, let's say like a house fire, like taking away, you know, most of your stuff. But um, uh, so yeah, I think it took me a long time to learn that, that, I mean, all of, obviously all of the spiritual masters tell you that you, the answers are within and going within, but um, you, have to, you have to get there on your own. Um, one of the things that I, one of the main things I kind of write about in the book is um, a soul ache that, I, that I've kind of always had. And it's sort of this like unnameable, untouchable, sourceless pain that I had in my soul. And I think I've kind of, I think I've out, I mean, I think I've outgrown it. Um, I, I felt like for a long time I was like outrunning it and I'm like, I'm free. And then it would like, you know, the sun had come out and I'd see the shadow and I'd be like, Fuck, it's still there. But I was just wondering, like, do you, have you had that or something like that? Have you ever had like, I, I don't even know how to articulate it in this moment. I mean, I wrote 400 pages about it, but, um, like this soul ache that is actually, I know what it is, but I mean, have you ever sort of had that? What do you, what do you phrase? Um, a soul, what? A soul ache. Oh, like a, a soul ache. Yeah. Soul ache. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I think that I, I have it now, you know, like when I was in, um, yeah. uh, like my teen, like, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I can, I pondered suicide a few times in my life and it's a very, it just, Same. you know, and I think that's Same a common here. thing. Yeah. I think, I don't know what the stat is, but it's pretty high. 
um, like yeah. you know, it's very high and, and, and suicide is up in teens and it's because this <clears throat> is dark. And like, especially if you're seeking light and goodness and community and people who make sense and look at you in the eyes and don't try to stab you or, you know, like, it's yeah. just like, are like good people who are doing good things. Like, where are they? It's, it can feel lonely. So yeah, that's, that's, you know, it's, I think that there are times where where it's it's more prevalent and i feel it um and i and yeah. i don't know if it ever goes away um yeah what is it for you well you said you know what it is what is it for you well i mean i i think it's just uh the separate it's our separation from the divine or whatever it's and um i don't know this woman like wrote me this i wish i had it but i this woman who I don't know, she just wrote me a note through my website, how she loved the book and she kind of felt that same thing. And she said she finally woke up because she realized it was her separation. Like as a human, she was separate from this thing that she's actually from, which is spirit, consciousness, God, whatever you want to, the unified field, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I th I think that was it. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure that I, maybe it's taken a different form now, but um, it was like something so deep and painful that like you, I was like, I don't know if I can last in this, you know, in this world. Like I'm too sensitive to the soul for all of this like pain, this hurt and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I think I don't, it's a lot easier to say it right now when I'm, kicking and kicking it in Mexico right here, but you know, and, and not in pain, but like the pain exists to show us a way and to show us the light just as darkness exists to show, to show us the light. Um, you know, because I don't know, we, we probably wouldn't be that interesting of people if we hadn't suffer you know i mean i don't want i don't want to suffer do you hear me whatever whatever's out there like listen i don't want to suffer but uh you know it is definitely it brings about an expanded awareness and hopefully also co compassion because uh that's probably something very big that's missing in our world i mean that's one thing that i i kind of wrote about it you know um i i understand what it what it is like when somebody says you know my parents are dying or like they had a stroke or something like I can't do anything about it but I can like stand in compassion with them because I know that experience and I can just I can just be there for them and with them but so passing the mic back to you man <laughs> well, that's yeah thanks man yeah that's beautiful it's really great stuff and I, I think that all people have it you know i i reference greg braden's three universal fears and i believe they're one is not being uh worthy or good enough one's not being loved or uh, one's fear of abandonment um i think those are the three i, I should double check because i looked at i realized i was saying yeah. them wrong once so i was like oh crap i'm not doing them right but it, along those things and we all have that and um, oh, sure. everybody has it. And when I do coaching with people and whether it's like peak performance athletes or just regular people, you know, like, you know, I think everyone's a regular person. It's just, even if you're the CEO of a company or the best athlete in the world, you're a regular person. You just have a different 
thing in this in this reality. Um, but yeah. we we deal with that no matter what we achieve financially or um, as far as praise and accolades go. That little soul ache is there, and it's just like this little thing. I think it for me, it's like you know when I have it really tough, I I say it's like it's funny because the thought comes up in my mind on its own. It says, I want to go home. You know, I feel like somehow this isn't home sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I also think, um, I remember, uh, I was talking to one of my clients and, um, in the summer when I was with, um, the native American elder, I had to like, I was uh, biking. I didn't, I couldn't afford a car. So I had to bike uh, and I went there in pure faith when I was in like, <laughs> when I was got to like the States, you know, I bought my plane tickets. I had that, I had a big loan that that's done. 28 G's is done. Um, and then I had like a credit card, right? I was at the yeah. end of the five grand of the credit card when I was there from doing all this work <laughs> and just basically following the pebbles. Cause like I can turn around and I can make money in cars. I can make money in marketing. I could coach more. I could do all that stuff, but then I wouldn't do the podcast. I wouldn't be traveling. I wouldn't be learning. I wouldn't, you know? And so like, I'm fine. You know, right. the worst, worst case scenario in Canada, someone will call me and ask for money and I'll just tell them if I have it or not. So really at the end of the day, it's <laughs> fine. You know, Canada. It's a, right. It's a bit ridiculous, but the idea is that, you know, I'm at the end of this thing of like, Oh, how am I going to make this work to train with this elder to do this stuff? Right. And so like magic, yeah. um, you know, at 4,800 bucks, I ended up earning five grand in, you know, in, in clients and in these different things that all popped up out of nowhere within a week. And so that was a magic wow. universe. Um, but I remember there's this point where I'm biking, right. And I love car for me is freedom. And so all I want to do is skateboard or snowboard a few hours a day and then I'll work the yeah. rest of the day. I got no problem with that. I'll work as yeah. long. Just let me have some fun. And so I was like skateboarding on the street and I had to bike um, an hour to train two hours of martial arts with this native American. That was part of what I learned. I actually learned martial arts with him too. Uh, Shokai, this ancient wow. tradition that he was taught by this master. So I was training Shokai all summer too. And, um, and then I had to bike two hours home and it's like, of course, it's raining frequently when when I have to get there, right? So I'm in the rain. I'm just super, like, I'm pissed, man. I'm <clears> super pissed off. And I'm just like, oh. And I'm just sitting there. And I was like, and he needs help, too. This guy's extraordinary. And he needs help. I'm helping him every way that I can, showing up, doing all these different things. I need help. I'm, like, doing the podcast and, like, running myself dry. So I was just like, oh, my God. And then so I'm sitting there on the bike in the, in the rain, and I'm pissed off. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, why won't you help me? You know what I mean? I don't know who I'm talking yeah. to, spirit or whatever. And then it goes, think. And I was like, you are the help, dummy. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Wow. So when you yeah. go to that foreign country and you help and you come into a disaster situation and you help, when you go um, down the street and you help an old lady with, the, the, with moving her furniture, you're not, you're not complaining <clears throat> about having to move the furniture and be there for the day and do all this stuff. You're willingly putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to be of service. And I think that's what yeah. we're doing. We're dealing with this angst of this reality in this world of knowing like there is an opportunity to support and it might not be easy. You might be in that uncomfort. And when that came in, I felt so much better about everything. And I was really able to be content with my situation as it was, where it was with all the effort that I was putting in with like, you know, it'd be great to be supported and have a little bit of a team and I, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I still hope to bring that in. But when you realize that, that putting yourself willingly in that uncomfortable situation, it made me feel a little bit better. And I feel like a little bit for me, that's what life is like. There's so much 
challenge here, if you look at how much pain and suffering and opportunity there is to support, that's weighs on my heart. Um, And then to realize what I have an opportunity to help and I can, you know, impact at least a little bit, you know, I can do my part. And part of that putting yourself in the disaster zone, or in a challenging space is going to be that uncomfort. But if you realize you're the one, um, you know, moving forward, and, and I want to talk like, and you can add on that, but what I want to talk to about Eckhart Tolle's awakening, where he talks about, I can't live with myself and who is myself yeah. and separation. Um, so that was an mm-hmm. interesting concept. But then finally, to get to this last point was, um, I was with Adil, who is the uh, founder of unify.org. And I was with them all weekend. They did global peace day, um, just extra, a small team of people doing a massive amount of work, just working really hard. So I went there, tried to help out how it could, um, incredible, extraordinary people. And, um, he talked about, I think it was like yogic philosophy and he went up the scale and I wish I really, I wish I could repeat it because he was on fire. This guy knows his stuff and is very genuine. Um, but the idea was like these levels of consciousness is one of them was to understand yourself as God. You get to the realization is like, Oh, you are God. God's within. Right. And then he goes, the next part is to love yourself, like love God with all of your heart. But when you love God with all of yourself, uh, all of your heart, you are that thing. And so it comes right to you. And I was like, Oh man, that resonates so much. And so if we can operate somehow in that understanding, I don't know, just for me, it hit home. You know, it's like these, these perspectives or these principles and then how do you do it? I have no freaking idea, but I believe the concept is really beautiful and really, really empowering. So that's my, my thing. Wow, man. There's (laughs) a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there. I, uh, I, I mean, I remember one thing you were saying though about following the pebbles and, um, that, that is, that is, uh, how I try to live my life especially since I'm trying to do this thing to share what I've learned from these people in writing. Um, but you also said um, you, you were taking that leap of faith or something. And it's like, in my experience, when you jump, the net appears. And um, it is so hard. To, it is so hard to do that. I mean, I remember I, remember I wrote about it in the book, Thomas. Um, who, who bears a striking resemblance to me. My sister was driving me to the airport um, from New Jersey to JFK. And um, I just was like, I started sobbing in the car. I was just like, what am I doing? This is insane. I'm like, I got a pretty good life in Seattle. I no longer have a set of house keys. I don't have a cell phone. Like, I was just like, what am I doing? But um, I mean, what is the what is the alternate? The alternate is like living a very routine monotonous life which completely works for some people and sometimes I really wish it would work for me but um you know there's that or there's the unknown and like Dr. Joe would say the the unknown always provides and it's it's been my it's been my experience that 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 is what happened I mean and and sometimes it takes a long it takes longer than others for the unknown to show up you know but, and, and that is a very uncomfortable state to be in. But um, my mother was like an incredibly loving person. Like our house was where all of the stragglers came and, you know, anybody who had nowhere to go for Christmas came to our house and stuff. But she was such a fearful woman. Um, and, um, you know, I think we inherit a lot of that stuff. And I think maybe the reason why I've done a bunch of the stuff I've done 
I mean, my sister actually pointed this out to me, but it's like to swing the pendulum the other way to combat, to combat that fear. Um, you know, and I mean, I've done, I started a band when I didn't really know how to play guitar. I, I did improv stuff. Like, um, my buddy and I tried to do our own travel show in, in, uh, which was ridiculous in, uh, Europe. And, and then, I mean, I think traveling is the ultimate unknown. It's like, you just, you only, you have such little control over, you know, what's happening. And, you know, sometimes you got to get in a car with somebody and you're like, well, they could, they could kill me and throw me in a ditch or, you know, but I trust in the goodness of most people. So, and then, and then an amazing adventure unfolds from that or something. But, um, one, one of the, uh, this fall when I was like about to, when I was getting ready to put the book out, I was freaking out so hard because it's a very honest and vulnerable book. And you're, you know, you're toiling away by yourself in a room for like years, right? Working on saying, you don't know if it's any good or not. You think it might be. I was, I was, this is a self-published book and um, I really wanted it. I really wanted to go the traditional route because I wanted to be accepted by the gatekeepers because it somehow it legitimizes you somehow. And I was surprised that these people that I kind of trusted and looked up to were sort of pushing me in the opposite direction to self-publish. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to do it. It's so much work. And, um, and I, I, I was really stuck beyond, I was stuck with that. And, and also just the fear and anxiety in my body. I was like, this is why artists become alcoholics and drug addicts. This is why they jump off bridges. I'm like, I need to release this. But, um, Sonia, this girl that, uh, I'm dating, she was coming to Seattle. It was late September. She was coming on a Wednesday and the second big earthquake happened on a Tuesday. And I was like, well, there's no, I don't know if you remember last year, there was a huge uh, earthquake in Mexico city, but, um, she wound up coming on a Wednesday. She left on Sunday. Um, Monday I wrote in my gratitude and intention journal. I'm like, and I never put a time frame on stuff, but I'm like, I need somebody to show up this week to guide me whether to go traditional publishing or, you know, the, uh, or self-publishing. And, and she kept saying, you just got to put this out into the world now, like let it unfold the way it's supposed to unfold, but you got to put this out into the world now. And, um, so I write that in, I write, I need somebody to show up on Monday, Tuesday, I get a call or uh, Tuesday she calls me and she's like crying because Mexico city is in chaos. Like her life's in chaos doesn't know if her, the, her building is structurally sound enough. And, and I was just like, Oh, I wish I could come down and help you. And she's like, then why don't you? And I was like, uh, you know, well, I, I have so many important things to do in Seattle. I'm a very important, busy person, you know, and joking. I had nothing going on. So I was like, all right, what the hell? And I booked a, I booked a flight Wednesday. I booked a flight to Mexico city. I was in Mexico city on Thursday, Friday, we were working at a coffee shop and I get this email from this woman who I had been, who owns a self-publishing company. And I had been put on an email string with her like three or four weeks prior. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just getting back to you. Um, I was on vacation and then there was this little earthquake and I was like, oh, you must be vacationing in Mexico City. And she's like, no, I'm based in Mexico City. And I'm like, well, you're not gonna believe this, but I'm in Mexico City right now. So um, we wound up, I was asking for a way, which way to go this self-publishing woman shows up, I'm in Mexico city. And that's kind of how I, how I moved in that direction. But, um, 
when you're when I'm I know when I'm awake and I'm aware these things show up all the time, but I get in my way so much. Hmm. That's an amazing story, man. And it goes back again to just like asking, you know, asking for what you need. And, and I, and again, I don't think you can go like the wrong route with it. And I think if you read, you probably have the uh, war of art. It's funny you say that my buddy, my Mexican buddy just talked about this last night. Yeah. It's short Mm -hmm. simple. And it's basically the war of artists, but I think it's a a really good case study and we can kind of like identify you or me or both because when you you're like talking about, you know, legitimize the work, right? If I'm published and it's goes out there and then my work is good. Um, you know, I think that as artists or creators or entrepreneurs or as people, it's what will they think? And if we can get to that power of just putting out the best quality that we can and then, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, I like, you know, Dr. Jill Dispenza and um, Nassim Haramine are like, it's like good. I've, I went to Egypt with the Resident Science Foundation last year. So I got like a whole science upgrade. Wow. I still like know like the smallest amount, but I got had yeah. way more than I knew. And, but one of the concepts that really stuck with me is just like the way the universe works is you do something, then you get feedback. Exactly. That's, yeah. Is it? So in art, and in life, we're so nervous with being crap and it's sucking and how it's perceived and, and all this stuff. And then it makes us afraid not to put out rather than giving our best effort. And I think that, yeah. um, I don't know if you would have any advice for like uh, writers or creatives or artists or people who want to get it out there and like how to do that. Cause you, you basically go through your own process and all of that is in your mind and it's self-imposed mm-hmm. and self-inflicted. You know what I mean? Nobody, <laughs> nobody. It's like you have this, you have those two little puppets from um, um, what's that kindergarten or not kid, that kid's show Sesame street. And they're up there and the whole world yeah, yeah, is up yeah. there looking at you, judging you on the stage with your writing and it sucks. And if you put your book out and you have no idea, maybe it does suck, but if we can get, um, you know, okay with it sucking. And I, Kyle Cease wrote a book. I haven't read it yet, but it says something says, I hope I fail. I think that's the title of his book. And when you mm-hmm. skateboard and I, even Jordan Peterson has a, a chapter in his book. I haven't read that one either, but I've heard it's good um, about don't disturb kids when they're skateboarding because skateboarding is 99% failure. It is a part, it is mostly failure. Wow. Someone's like, Oh, you fell down. I was like, yeah, bro. I f- I'm going to fall down. Like, 30 more times like while you're right here because that is like the nature of it but every now and then you land a trick and it's amazing so the you know you get consistent on the easy ones but you're like you know what i can kick flip now i want to kick flip this five stairs or we start with one then you do two and then three and four and you'll see somebody work all mother effing day to get that trick and they yeah. fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and then boom they get it and that satisfaction that you get from working through it. And I think that if we can identify with failure and creation in a different way and learn to mitigate that external thing, and I'm still mitigating it. Mostly my podcast gets uh, decent reviews, but it hasn't hit like some sort of mainstream thing where it like challenges people's beliefs. And then I get like that whole crap. So hopefully by the time that happens, I'll be like strong enough in my emotions that I'll be able to handle it. But every time it's like, I get one comment is like, whatever it is, you know, the host sucks yeah. which is rare. I've got maybe like one of those as talking too much on an episode or something. And I was like, Oh yeah. And, but really the feedback is I don't talk that much usually. And so, but it still uh-huh. hurt my feelings. Right. And so that fear prevents us from creating. And I think that we should be free to create like a child's free to create 
art that sucks or is amazing and they're just creating. Makes yeah. Sense. I mean, it's, I think it was like Hemingway or somebody was like, if I write one good sentence a day, it's a great day. And it's like, you just got to sit your ass in a chair and you got to do the work. I mean, that's that now that I am like writing professionally for other people, I'm just like, I set my alarm for like three or four hours and I'm like, I can screw around here or I can do the work, but I can't get out of this chair. I mean, maybe go to the bathroom once or twice, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah. And, and that's pretty much what I did to get this book done. It was just like, you just got to do the work. And um, as you do the work, I think the work unfolds the path. And um, you know, that's why they say art is a process. Um, you can, you can start here and think you're going to go there, but it's like you, you go all these places and then all of a sudden you wind up at a totally different place. Um, is my audio still good? Cause these things are kind of, okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for anybody who's just struggling with it, just sit your ass in a chair, just do your work, whether you're painting or you're practicing your scales or you're writing a story because it's, it's going to unfold. and I mean, you may be doing it for an external audience, but that process is really expanding something and unfolding something within you, which I, you know, I think that's, sure, accolades would be great, but I mean, I want, you know, I want to be joyful and in a loving state every day because, I don't know, being miserable is not very, it's not very fun. I've spent a lot of my life in that state, so it's not, I can tell you, it's not very fun. <laughs> yeah man yeah and you know i agree with that and i and i've been with the clients that i've had recently it's like having the idea of being able to create the book or the business or whatever you have in a state of bliss if it's possible i know it's not always yeah. easy to execute but it is actually a possibility to yeah. go through the most stressful thing um one of my buddies uh, tyler fort i'll say well shout out buddy he's one of my childhood friends he like, you know, I get stressed out about stupid stuff, you know, like I'll like, I, I like, I like to be efficient. So when I'm not efficient, I get stressed out. And so, um, yeah. you know, I'll forget this thing and I'll go back and, and I'll, you know, in my mind and making a deal about it and I have to come back. But my buddy Tyler, like he'll, no matter what happens to throw him off, he just goes like, Oh, um, oh yeah, I lost the headphones on you. Um, he just goes, yeah. Oh, he's like, no, you know, no problem. You know, he'll be like driving to the border with his family and then he'll just right at the last second, he'll forget the passport and it'll be like a six hour drive. Be like, whoop, forgot the passport. Guess we're going back. And like, does it like, I've never seen him really like maybe one time get stressed, but like, no matter what it is, he just kind of laughs and it's fine. Yeah. You know, where yeah. for me, if it's like not efficient, I'll, I'll mess it up. So as we go through these serious things, if we can somehow make it an enjoyable experience, that is a possibility. We don't have to stress the whole thing. There's gonna be stressful moments, but we probably overdo it a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think I'm ready for, to move into my next books to not beat the hell out of myself as I do it. I mean, I do know now that they, I know how they connect. I know the titles of them and everything. I know it's not going to be an easy process, but it's not my first time. So I know kind of what to expect. And I know that if I have a bad day of writing, that happens sometimes. And, you know, maybe I didn't get shit done or maybe I, you know, I wrote a paragraph that I'm happy with, but you just got to wake up and do, it's just like life, you know, you just got to wake up and do it, 
just do it the next day and, and hope that you do it better and find a way to shut out those, uh, those internal voices that are like, you suck. This is never going to happen. You know, the devil's on your shoulders. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good feedback. And it's, it's good for you to say like right now, like if someone's observing you, it's like, okay, he's a successful author, you know, he's right. I can't, we can't mention the names, but you know, writing for other people that are very well known. Your, your book is well received. It's a great book. Um, and still it's just like you, they're still there and it's you are coming from something informing you that you suck and like, where does this baloney come from? So don't think that you're the only one. Somehow, if you're a human being, there's going to be a part of your consciousness from wherever it came from, who knows, is going to tell you you suck. Don't worry. Don't listen to him. You don't suck. Everybody sucks. We're just learning. We're growing. Um, you know, let people, you know, if you can be, I heard once that enlightenment is like if somebody gives you a compliment or uh, insult, you, you remain the same. And that would be a yeah. great space to get to. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say about that. Daily practice. That's what it Daily all comes practice. down to. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was good. No, nothing. Forget it. I, just, <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say this, but the opening, line of, the opening line of my book, which you don't actually know is that, you know, there's like an opening quote. Yeah. You don't actually know. It's the character quoting himself, and that will be revealed somewhere down the road. But um, it's spirit brought me into the world, the body carried me through the world, and the mind sent me in search of the world. And that's how I, that's how I kind of understand life now. Um, like spirit is the builder, it's everything. The body is the physical vessel that um, carries us through this 3D, 4D experience. And uh, the curiosity of the mind is, well, it's a wild beast that must be tamed. But um, <clears throat> that I think that is the key. That is the key. One of the keys to life is getting the mind in control because if it's out of control. I was thinking the other day, I was like, when I was younger, I was like, you know, Sid Barrett or something like, I would lose my mind for my art or something like that. And, you know. <laughs> Having close, having come close to losing it a couple of times, I'm like, no, man. I'm like, I want, I want it to be in control of this, this body and this mind. So, that's awesome. I love it. That young enthusiasm. Why they say you based it on the youth, you know? Yeah, totally, man. Well, this has been a, a very beautiful conversation. It's been an honor to chat with you and go deep and just have a real and honest reflection. And I think that your work and, and your stuff is just beginning. Um, so I just want to thank you for coming on. And, and also, just so you know, um, the last question is, if, is there anything that you wish that we chatted about? Is there anything that you wish that I had asked you? Um, and feel free to elaborate as long as you wish, if you can think of something. Um. <clears throat> I can't really, I can't really offhand. I mean, I can't wait to listen to this again because we covered so much material and I got a bunch of stuff that I want to, that you taught me that I want to pull into my life. So uh, thank you for this amazing conversation. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, man. Thank you too. Well, I think this is the beginning of a friendship. Um, I like, I like the way you think and the way that you're exploring and what you're putting out in the world. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's really good stuff and you're always welcome to come back. Um, is there anything you want to leave the audience with? You can, you can 
leave them with some sort of words of wisdom um, to summarize your travels if you wish, or, and also just how to get a hold of you and, and look at your book. Well, <clears throat> I think all of the answers that we're seeking are already with inside of ourselves. We just have to have the courage to, to look in there, which is a kind of a scary thing to do sometimes. I would say start a gratitude intention journal, which is just write down five things you're grateful for every day and five things you want to create. Um, and uh, I had one other, I can't think of it right now, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll be snowboarding in uh, Whistler one of these days, you never know. But uh, Could yeah, be, man. Know. Yeah. Love yourself, do kind acts, and uh, create, create your life. I agree. I agree with all that, my friend. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you. I'm sure that this is the beginning of our conversation. We'll, we'll talk more on a chairlift and whistler ideally this winter. Um, but uh, thank you for coming on and thank you for your work, man. It's nice to meet you. You as well. Take care. See ya. See everybody. Okay. That wraps up. The second part of episode 200, it has been a real road um, of uh, last few years of making podcasts, cre just connecting with these beautiful people, um, talking about concepts that matter, um, talking about people's life journeys and experiences and tools um, and perspectives and lessons that they've learned along the way that can ideally help us in our life and our growth. It is an individual journey. It can be very challenging at times. Life, you know, it can be challenging, but we can... Um, influence some of it not all of it but you know and we can be we can design our lives and we've learned we can create our lives and that we are powerful and that we are connected to something greater than ourselves uh whatever you believe that may be there is a force that we can work with um and it's refining these concepts and ideas what are we capable of what does it mean to be human uh what is our purpose you know we all design it ourselves um, and so I hope that they, these episodes have inspired you, if they've, if they've helped you. Um, the best thing that you can do if you want to share the love of this podcast is do the kindness challenge. Just do one kind act today. If not, do the kindness challenge, which is just three kind acts a day, uh, every single day for a week. Go out of your way to do it. Um, if, if you like the podcast, please do that. Um, sharing it, leaving a review in iTunes, all of that is super helpful. Uh, contributing on Patreon, going to mattbelair.com forward slash our Patreon forward slash mattbelair, super helpful. And I'm so grateful for those of you guys supporting the show. The money goes a long way, I can tell you that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been a privilege and an honor to speak with all these people to um, release these to you. It's it's my pleasure, and I'm just so grateful that I get to do this, um, and I'd like to continue to do it. So thank you guys for being with me for for these episodes. All of my love and appreciation and support and gratitude. I hope that wherever you're, you are in the world, that you're doing amazing. Um, you know, if you want to stay up, up to date, go to mattbelair.com and sign up for the email list. And if you want some coaching, there's coaching there as well. Um, but just all of my humble love and gratitude to you out there listening. Um, so before we close this out, episode 200, um, just has come to a state of peace and gratitude. And that'll be easy for me for sure right now. So um, wherever you are, just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just setting the intention to come to total peace and gratitude now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the self-criticisms and doubts, and fears and anxieties. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath. And just letting it out slowly. Just feeling totally grateful, peaceful and present right now. Taking in one more deep breath in through the nose. Holding that breath and just doubling the feeling of gratitude, of presence, of peace, of connection. 
Just let that breath out slowly, feeling totally peaceful, present, connected, and full of self-love, self-worth, and enthusiasm and connection. So thank you so much for listening. Go about and have an amazing day, and I will see you in the next episode.